On tonight's podcast we are looking back to the two games that the Latics have played, looking at how social media has reacted, a little bit from the club, and then we're going to look forward to the game at Bristol City on Sunday. I'm Simon and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Well, good evening everyone, how are we all doing tonight? Thorpey, nice to have you back in the studio. Fine, we yeah. the, uh, the fans forum last week, yeah. how are we doing? We'll uh, get tales of where we've been shortly. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And uh, Old Radham? Yeah, I think I'm a bit like you Simon, a bit tired after the uh, journey home last night. Yes, it was a late one and um, Derby needs to sort out their routes away from the ground. If that was a mass evacuation yeah. would have been... Two hours, two hours getting out of the ground and then an hour for the rest <laughs> of the journey, <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. We'll come, in, we'll come <laughs> into that um, shortly, but first of all we'll look back to the game on Sunday when we played Nottingham Forest at the DW. I fly Nottingham Forest the return of Ben Watson. Uh, so look at the stats. Um, Forest shared us on possession, 58% to them. Uh, shots, 18-16 in favour of Forest. Six on target for Latics, only two for Forest, which I think told in in watching the game. Uh, corners, we were light on them. We had two to Forest seven, ten fouls apiece. And the final score was Wigan Athletic one, Nottingham Forest nil. Jamal Lowe with the goal and I thought all in all a good performance I'll just go start with the goal and give a shout out to Kieran Crompton who was on the podcast the week before or before the um, fans forum and said what you need to do is get the ball to the byline and cross it in and we'll score and, and it happened Adam how, what's your view on the uh, Forest game? Uh, well first 20 minutes I think one of them early-ish kick-offs on a Sunday nothing much happened really but um yeah, we, we we grew into the game, and um, I think after they kind of spurned a couple of half chances, uh, I think we pretty much controlled the second uh, the second sort of period of the first half, um, and then yeah, I mean the link up play was good. I think we've got to say all the forwards, maybe Jacob the exception, didn't have his his greatest game, but the other forward players linked up really well. Moore and Low and Massey played really well. Big shout out to uh, McLeod. First game back after a few weeks back, I thought it was superb. Williams, as always, excellent. Well, let's, let's dissect it. So, McLeod, um, I was saying um, on the way down to Derby yesterday, and I think it was noticeable then, that he he didn't stand out, but he did a job because we didn't suffer, did we? You know, he came in to repl- replace Morsi. And in all fairness, I think he did a good job. He, you know, it was a solid 7 out of 10 performance. Um, and then, like you say, Williams... Well, how good is he? Yeah, is he is he up there with players that we may have had in the past? Um, I think he's given his consistency. In, you know, if, if I was to say to you, man of the match for Nottingham Forest, so Will- Williams again. You know, and he's constantly winning that. Um, but what what I was pleased with was the way that we took the game to such a high flying team. Uh, we weren't overawed, um, and you know, really decided to dig in and have a go at Forest. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the because going into the game, I have to say that I didn't have that. I mean, I, I, I predicted a one 0 win. By the way, go back to last week, but I wasn't overly confident because I think the way Forest had been playing. But I was very surprised that they left thirty million pounds worth of talent on the bench. Um, 
I, I don't know if that was a bit of arrogance. Maybe they thought that they could they could rest a few players and get away with it. Well, that was stupid because you know we are a, a top side at, at home. We didn't fear them at all. We got stuck into them. We pressed them well. We didn't give them Watson, who's been dictating the game. We didn't give him any time on the ball, and that was again McLeod and, and Williams. And I thought we were a threat. You know, we didn't we didn't we didn't have sustained periods of pressure, but when we did attack. We did look like a threat, and back to our kind of old style of full-backs really pushing on Nathan Byrne at least two or three times, I think, got to uh, got to the byline. Which Charlie Mulgrew had a cracking free-kick attempt, didn't he? Yeah. The one thing I said, I don't know if you noticed on that, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but I don't think I've ever seen a referee take a wall back as far. That wall was more than ten yards. He was basically crying out for him to stick it in that corner, because he just, he just made yeah. the, the angle so wide, but... It's, it was it was a very promising performance, um, in my opinion, um, on Saturday. Um, but Sunday. we know we know Sunday, sorry, yeah. But we know what um, to expect from at home games, don't we? Yeah, that's the thing. It is, and and that's where all the, the the flax come from, isn't it? From supporters, it's very much a tale of of, of two columns: the home column and the away column. I mean. I missed it on, on Sunday because I was in the exact same location following the kids round Paint and Pier, refreshing flash scores, refreshing Twitter, trying to see what was going on and that's exactly where I was when we beat Leeds, um, only the, this time I copped up and went down there when it was a home weekend rather than a away weekend. But, <laughs> well if you stand um, there for the rest of the season. Yeah well that's what I was thinking, I get three digs down there so it's not, yeah. it's no problem. But yeah, it's, it seems like at home, I, I mean, you, you're saying there, Adam, about high-flying Forest. There's been a few high-flying teams come and been turned over. Um, and we've nobody's looked better than us at home. And yet away, it seems to be such a different story. Well, and, and we'll, we'll come you know, into that. All that depends on what spin you put on yeah. how you see those away games, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously a few other points from the match. Um, I don't know what you th- I thought... Um, Second half that we played a really good game in the sense that we, you know, we we let them have a lot more of the ball. But I do think that when when we did get the ball, we weren't just passing it around and being defensive. We we wanted to get forward, and you know, really, we came strong again in that last ten minutes. Yeah, N- Nesmith's had uh, a couple of good shots. A really, Very good impact. Really. Didn't really but superb Nesmith, well, you, you fant- look at fantastic substitution. You look at the stats, possession, they've bossed the possession, but doing something useful with the possession, i.e. shots on target, it was it's us. us yeah. I would say, would you say, one, maybe two really good chances for them? Yeah, yeah, and I think we were equal to, to blocking that. The defenders, you know, the, you, you could quit, question any commitment. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to the, uh, the ball boy in uh, the 80th minute. Who took an age to walk to the uh, southeast corner to pick up the ball and return it to David Marshall? I thought he played uh, an excellent. The three of Marshall. They had a, a nice little comedy act going on there for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. The- I saw, I saw, I saw uh, somebody who might have been his mum or some relative saying he never does anything fast, that lad. So, fair play to him. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I've only seen it. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of. Comedy to add on, he got he got one of the probably the second biggest cheer of the day, didn't he? After uh, Jamal Lowe scoring, yeah, and they're the managing getting booked. Yes, yeah, but 
like I say, we know what to expect at home. We know how we're going to play and wh- what to get. What did we learn? Um, well, we learned. I think that I think for the first time we, we obviously we played Leeds, but I don't. It, it's difficult to analyse that game because of the ten men factor. But I think we've probably played what I would class as our first big hitter who is in the top six. I know we've played Charlton, etc. And we've more than matched them. So to me, that gives me the confidence from last season where you know we, we were great against Norwich, very unlucky mm. not to win. We beat West Brom. Um, you know, we had some other good performances against uh, you know, top sides uh, at home. But there's only really Sheffield United of the top sides who really, truly turned us over. Well, and you look where they are now. Aston Villa, yeah. Aston Villa, we got promoted, we did them three now, so yeah. you know, there's, there's another, so for me, we're very good and it doesn't matter who we're playing at home, I think we can beat any team in the division at home and I feel very confident. You just need that there. monkey off your back on an away game, yeah. Yeah. jobs are good. And so, away games, yeah. and one came on Wednesday, uh, myself and Adam made, not just myself and Adam, but quite a few, uh, Latics fans made the trip down to the iPro. Stadium in Derby to watch Derby versus Wigan. Um, Possession-wise, Derby outdid Wigan 61 to 39. Shots we outdid uh, Derby 16 to 11. On target, four to Derby, three to Wigan. Corners 7-8 in favour of Wigan. Fouls 16-8 in favour of Wigan. And the score: Derby County one, Wigan Athletic nil. A great goal from Shinny. Um, when you say fouls in favour of, well, it's rather that could be either way. It could be taken either way, that couldn't it? Yeah. All right, we committed the more fouls. All right. Um, Shinny scored an absolute perler. Wasn't the Shinny, was it? No. Late on in the game, to it broke my heart. I thought we were excellent last night. Yeah. I don't think there's any way you can describe it apart from being excellent. Yeah. I, the, the closest I felt to that recently was away at Reading last season when when we could. But yeah. that was more to that was more we, we aggrieved as well. Aggrieved, but also just the fact that you know two two goals in the last two minutes in any in any match is is always going to be a killer. But the difference I thought that the Reading game for me didn't really. I wouldn't say we controlled that game. Whereas last night I thought we controlled it. We played some good stuff. It was. It, I thought it was entertaining. I could see a game plan. We were the best team, That's definitely the best Absolutely, team. Um, and if we'd have won the game we deserved it, a draw you'd have said we were marginally unlucky and I wouldn't say, I couldn't say we battered them because we didn't have the number of chances to indicate that but in terms of general play we were the better side. How much of a difference does Jamal Lowe's finishing make, it, you know obviously we, he could have potentially had a hat-trick last night couldn't he? Yeah, so I don't know. I've, See, so you, you've got you've got some monkeys on some backs when you go on an away game, haven't you? I, I know I know Barry posted a thing this morning saying, you know, Gellar is 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 his age and he's good enough, so give him a try. But I I think from the the mental baggage perspective, give him a try because he's just he's not going to care. The thing is, though, though, that team yesterday, we we just we we just didn't take our chances. The team that, that played yesterday was fantastic. Um, and we will go into something a little bit later on because it's been a, a hot talking point. But I, I think everyone who played, it was just a case of just putting the ball away in the net. Massey had a half chances, didn't he, as well? Yeah. I, wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say they were gimmies, but they were, he, he created well, that's, the, that's the critical thing, isn't it? 
putting the ball in the net. If you're not, you, you're not putting points in the end column. No, and you know we we spoke at half time, didn't we? We said we take a point. Um, yeah. And but you take a point because of the run that we've been on. Yeah, if if that was um, if we'd have been a side who's up and down away, we'd taken say six or seven points. You'd have probably said this game's here for the taking. I wouldn't yeah. accept. But because of our mindset. And that's in that's in the stadium. That's in that's in the fans. There's got to be an element of that in the players that you, once you get to a certain point in the game, it just starts preying on your mind. It's subconscious, it's, yeah, in yeah. a way. You can't do it. It's like it's like it, you know. Every football supporter has seen a game where a side is two 0 up, and suddenly the first goal goes in particularly if you're like an underdog and you're ahead of a big side and, and you're trying to keep them out and you're trying to, as soon as the first goal goes in you can see the inevitability and you can see teams drop back and it's, it's like everybody in the stadium knows what's going to happen and nobody can stop it uh, and we're almost that walking target yeah. from the sounds of it because I would imagine that a lot of people would have sat there even having watched us be the better team Gets to 80 minutes and think, oh, we're going to concede somehow here. And, it, and even at 90 minutes, thinking, well, we've still got time to throw this away. Whereas on a normal thing. But it wasn't, the, the, the thing about it was, it wasn't based on the evidence of that game. It was yeah. based on what's happened in the history. Yeah. If you looked at, if someone just came down and watched that game and uh, he, he doesn't know Wigan and was talking to the Wigan fans, he'd go, you must be mad. You, why do you think you're going to lose this game? Because yeah. you've been the best side, they've hardly threatened at all. But it's like it's built in there, it's, it's, and we all get we all get a bit nervous. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll pick a win up off a backside somewhere, and then well, it's uh, off and running again. Joe Williams, pure, pure well, he it. I, you know, I didn't think he could do, but somebody um, I think we're onto the social media later saying we needed an attacking midfielder. Well, I haven't seen a better all round, but with bits of attacking midfielder performance from a Wigan player in. I can't remember how long. I think going I, back to the McCarthy. I think McCarthy the three days. that played yesterday, McLeod, Morsey and uh, Williams, did a very good job. Um, I, I thought I thought William, Williams attacks. You know, he got forward. He, sometimes he attacked wide. So he just reminded me of, of a McArthur. You know, that sort yeah, of, and we, I, all, I, we, I, we all like McArthur, don't I, we? I, I think, was it Charlton last home game but one? Yeah. Um, I, I spotted him there, just but that was in a more mopping up role. But he still managed to sneak a few lovely little forward balls in. Yeah. Now I, I've got. Some, we talked about Shinny's goal, and it was quite a good goal, wasn't it? Um, what's your um, thoughts? Have you seen the goal back on? Uh Yes, I have. Yeah. What's your thoughts on uh, Cole Place, Chris Martin's involvement in the goal? Um, what I think he it? obstructs Marshall's view. Do you think he's in an offside position? Yeah. I don't think... Um, he was in an offside He was. They just don't give them anymore, though, unless it, like, kind of... I know what you're saying. Um, so I thought you meant... I was. Th I thought you were talking about his um, his layoff to him. No, no, the, the, off the offside. Fair play, so I didn't spot it. Didn't even, didn't even think... I mean, the analysis didn't. I, I watched the quest, they didn't no. mention it, did they? If you, if you look back at it, Martin jumps right in front of Marshall's... From where from where I am, eye line, and um, 
good well good spot because I didn't I didn't see it. Uh, so I mean, I, I, it'd, be, it'd be difficult given I've not seen it on the second replay. Yeah, I've, say, I've not seen say. it, but it, it definitely sounds like there's a few straws. But also, as well, well no, I, I, I've, I've, I've only seen the goal back once. Uh, Price coming on air. And it's obvious if you look at it from from the um, attempt. It what is. was the appeals though? Well, I think I think the players were that gutted that. Um, well, the goalkeeper usually they're the ones who lead a, a protest, aren't they? Yeah. But um, we lost Charlie Mulgrew to injury last night, um, which was saddening because he's he's been uh, brilliant. There's been no word as they're on his his injury as of yet. I think Kipri came in and did all right. You know, you don't necessarily want to change your defence in a game, but um, he came in and did all right. Dijon Sterling had a solid um, debut, yeah. debut, and it's his birthday today on Thursday, the day of recording. Um, thought he did okay there. Um, brought on Garner for more, pretty straightforward substitution. You replace your striker for a striker, don't you? And we brought on a left winger for a left winger. Substitutions have been the main talking points on social media, but don't all those substitutions make sense? Um, it's been a talking point. I think some people have not just looked at last night, and they've looked at. They've, I think they've looked at Cook's substitutions as a whole over the course of being in the championship. And I think he said. I think they said at home sometimes because we lead a lot at home, we go too defensive. But then we are actually winning the games, so I don't really see the issue. And then. Like you said last night, people again have got it into their minds and, and, and people are entitled to their opinions, but I just see it, I just say it as I see it. And to me, I, I think Naismith is not for me somebody who you want to play 46 games a season, but he's somebody that I don't think he ever lets you down. And, and you can see the role that he's going to play. And he came on on Saturday, and if you were just bu building it on 15 minutes, I thought he was Super. our best player for the last 15 minutes of that game on, on, on Sunday, I should say. There's two things with substitutions. I'll give you a new word here. Specious arguments. Um, what does that mean, Paul? It means something that seems plausible on the face of it, but when you dig a bit deeper, it turns out it's not quite as sensible as what you might think. Now, there's two things. It's dead easy to be... if. It's dead easy to be critical of substitutions if you've lost because you either say, well, he brought the wrong players on or he didn't do this, he didn't make them early enough, he made them too early. Anything you want to be critical of, nobody can ever come back to you and say, realistically, you're wrong because only one man's opinion is ever tested. Now, and that's the manager, but the thing with substitutions, and Martinez used to cop this an awful lot, um, when the substitution gets made, can you see what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it? If the answer is yes, then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if you can see what they're doing and why they're doing it and understand that, then you're then into opinions, aren't you? If, if, he's, bring, if he's taking off a centre-half and bringing on a spare keeper, you're thinking, what the hell is he doing? But if you're trying to... Right, strengthen your midfield or you're replacing like for like to control you know you strengthen midfield to control the game or replace like for like to bring on fresh legs they make sense they don't always work but they make sense 
and that's the that's the thing. I, I can most people, given what had happened also on the Sunday, when, and and also we'd become a bit. We actually attacked more with Naismith on on Sunday yep. than we had with him. He, he did more in fifteen minutes on the left than Jacobs had well, done. It's like, it's like the argument. Oh, you should have brought another striker on. But it sounds perfectly sensible. But when you dig into it, actually, that means taking off a midfielder. Losing control of the midfield, losing control of the game. Yeah, well, I see, and I, I saw, I saw a comment for um, bringing Kipri on, but well, we were doing all right. Just, yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Bring on another keeper? Exactly. And Adam, no, what did you, what did you find from uh, the fallout on social media last night? What's, what's your take on it? Well, the, I mean, I, th- I think obviously there's, there's initial frustration. So yeah. I, you take some with a pinch of salt, and you know, and again, as I say, people entitled to their opinions, but sometimes I think. It continues throughout today as well. Take a step back, look at the first 75 minutes of the game when we absolutely were in control of it. He's made a change to his midfield, which I don't think he's done in an eternity where he's played what you class as three genuine centre midfield players. He's not done that in ages, no. and I thought that worked really well. So tactically, tactically good so far. So then, criticising Cook's set-up away from home, it cannot be valid on the basis of that 75 minutes. Then the, the two substitutions that come into play are made. Now, the negative feedback and the, the cookout stuff is now centred on his, not just the wrong substitutions, but the mindset of the substitutions. My understanding of it is it's mindset. Like and like. Yeah, but I'll just finish off what, what I, this is my summary, I've read a lot of it. The, the mindset of basically Naismith being seen as a much more defensive option and everybody push, pushing back and, and getting into that defensive mindset. Now, I would say that just wasn't the case. I, I didn't see the, our style of play changing. We're not creating chances to win it near towards the end. I can't remember when the second I'm sure ball chance was, whether it was read, before or after read the chances being created in the 89, 90, 92 minutes maybe. Yeah. And, and because I was, I'd refreshed Twitter a few times, I went on to Flash Ghost to see if that had tidied the game, like finished the game off quicker. That was quicker on the update and that's when I saw that we conceded. So, yeah, so it's... It, for me, it's frustration. It really is. Yeah. But, but understand. Can, I know what you're saying, Paul. But but some of it isn't frustration because it, it's a continued uh, onslaught on 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 Cook over a sustained period of time. But that that it's a it's a sustained frustration where especially fans that travel. I mean, as somebody who only goes to home games at, at the moment, I'm sitting pretty because I I see a side thinking, why are we not near the top? But if you've travelled to away after away after away, you, you just you, you, you're being regularly disappointed. It's it's, a, it's compounding frustration for me. It's not the frustration like you say. Last night's one game, you wouldn't have that attitude because actually most of the game we bossed it. You gutted because we've been had, but actually you can then take that step back and say the see the bigger picture. But if you compound that on top of loss after loss after loss after loss, it's just that. Kicking the absolute whatnots, and it can't be doing with. Just thought of an interesting point that you make about sometimes it's this sort of being invested in terms of you, you spent a lot. I mean, Sam and I we did spend a lot of money going to that game last night, but I also think that, that everybody who's a Latics fan is invested, whether it's just the hearts invested in it or, yeah. or your times invested in it. 
So, but the thing is, is that I don't think it's about who's going and who's not going. I just think it's that there's people who haven't watched the game last night see the result again, and it, it, it's all it's all cook out again. And, yeah. and to me, I just I just don't I don't get it. I mean, well, I respect the right to freedom of speech, but I just don't get that 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 standpoint. I I actually think last night was our best at work performance in the championship. Well, I, I, think, I think over time you you learn which voices to listen to and which voices to tune out, don't you? Yeah, probably um, community podcast, obviously. Yeah, to tune into. Yeah, to tune in. <laughs> Alright then, so we'll move forward from social media because I think we can get delve in quite deep and we're not here to see anyone's views are rubbish, we've just got our own, haven't we, and, and what have you. A uh, bit of club news uh, um, to go through. Bristol City on Sunday is not paying the day. The deadline for tickets is 3pm Friday, and if you're wanting to go, you must collect your ticket. The game is on Latics TV for £10 in the UK, and maybe on the red button, the club is awaiting confirmation on that. Uh, the Lancashire FA Senior Cup game has been played at uh, Bolton Wanderers Training Ground this, morning, uh, this afternoon in Lostock. Uh, we're going to beat Bolton two goals to nil, um, and there is a, a beauty of a goal from Ollie Crankshaw to... Uh, to have a look at, and that's out on the clubs. No, not that I'm uh, not that I saw in the lineups. Do you want proof that we're a bigger club than Bolton? Go on. You can't buy a monopoly set with Bolton Wanderers on it. You can with Latics. Fair enough. Um, Jacobs and Fox are in Smiths tomorrow. That's Friday, the 25th of October. They'll be playing uh, FIFA 20 at two o'clock um, with avid Latics fans or FIFA players um, a fixture change Blackburn has been moved to Monday the 23rd of December for Sky I think it's a big disappointment for a lot of fans I think we might have a game off because of flooding but yeah if, if you're struggling to hear us it, it, the heavens have opened but we are uh, indoors so we're okay yeah game moved for Sky Adam what do you, what's your thoughts on that uh, Blackburn away being moved for Sky on the 23rd of December uh, I mean, it's disappointing. You, you do like your lead up to Christmas. You sat. I think, but then again, it's kind. Of, so you said some people wouldn't travel anywhere because it's close to Christmas. You know, because the the, oh. the expenditure of other things. Yeah. So I still one of those. Me, you know, all these. You, you'd have heard it on Sunday again from Forest fans and Leeds sing it all the time about Sky TV, and we won't because we don't like editing it too much straight through. So we don't want the swearing. But Sky TV is etc etc. I think we end of the day, you know, you sign up to an agreement. <laughs> they they own the football. If you want to play at this level, then you pay masters, aren't they? Well, that's it. And then finally, on Sunday, our game uh, against Nottingham Forest was the uh, dedicated kick it out game um, uh, for the club, and it was a huge success. Success over five hundred people from different communities came to the game, and possibly some of them experienced watching Wigan for the first time. And I tell you what, it'd be one of those games that would get you going um, again and again, wouldn't it? Because it wasn't wasn't yeah. a bad a little um, bit of link, link club news. Then just just being descriptive, obviously not going to the full debate. But uh, Patrice Evra was on um, Sky uh, the Monday Night Football. Yes, he was. Yeah, and he was he was talking about the um, the Suarez um, incident, and, and Wigan got the mention because of the T-shirt. Carragher apologised as well, didn't he? Yeah, which. Um, you know, it's interesting, obviously, in the time of what's been occurring over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, so that is club news. Now it's time to look forward to our next game. Unfortunately, fortunately, 
it's away from home. We're making the trip down to Bristol to watch um, Bristol City take on the mighty Wigan Athletic. Game was moved already at the start of the season due to, uh, I believe, Bristol Rugby Union playing on Saturday. Bristol sit pretty in fourth in the Championship. They've played 13, won six, drawn five, lost two, and have, and have got themselves 23 points. We've played Bristol 26 times, we've won six, drawn eight, and lost 12. So we need to improve that record. We last played them in a 2-2 draw in April 2019. Thorpe, you want to know the Rafis, don't you? I'm not going to cause any editing. Okay, so this is brilliant. The referee is John Brooks. He's refereed 11 games this season, issuing 37 yellows and no reds. He last refed us um, a 0 nil game against Swansea at home last season. And interestingly, he was the ref against Stoke when we won 3-0 at the Britannia. Oh. Adam, do you have some opposition views? Yes, uh, so we've got a friend of the show again making his kind of a hat-trick appearance, Matthew Beecham, but unfortunately we've not been able to get him on, on the line. There's problems with the, uh, the network in the, uh, in the Bristol area. Uh, so, um, but he's very kindly sent through some brief comments on sort of how he thinks things are going and players to look out for. So obviously, first thing you want to see is, you know, we've got a, we've got a period of time got in the season now, so we can kind of make an assessment. He actually thought they'd do okay, but but actually thinks that they have actually exceeded expectations because they've had a few key injuries to players. The first choice centre half out, uh, centre midfielder. They've got a striker injured as well, and also they had a lot of new players coming in, turnover players similar to ourselves. So. Um, I think he's quite happy. I think he thinks they're actually doing a lot better. I think the fourth are they in the league, so yes, fourth, yeah, doing a lot better than maybe what the, he thought they might be. So to look out for a player called um, Han Noah Masengo, I think that's right, centre midfielder. Now I don't know if he's necessarily an unsung hero because he actually states that they purchased him for eight million pounds <laughs> uh, from Monaco. Uh, oh, so right. he swapped Monaco for Bristol. Um, he's apparently a raw player but very talented um, I mean look at that budget already there I know they sold a lot of players and what did we spend? Nine <laughs> yeah um, but obviously I think they, they, they recouped a bit as well uh, so uh, they've got Taylor Moore in centre defence has really stepped up obviously they've lost um, star player like from last season Adam Webster um, interesting one really because I asked him about um what his thoughts were on the manager because he's very similar young manager who had a lot of experience in the championship he's now he's in about his fifth season there I asked him about you know what the times when he was under pressure is it still Lee Johnson still Lee Johnson yeah but one of the longest serving managers now in the in the football league um, but he says he thinks they've improved season on season and he said it's basically in his view he was under big pressure particularly in his first season because he spent a bit of money and they were struggling to get to grits. It was actually the season we went down under, uh, under Barrow and Joyce, and I remember them coming to our place and nicking a 1-0 there to, to get their safety. That season he was under a lot of pressure, but the, the board stuck with him. They obviously saw something good in him, and he, and he came through well. And obviously the last two or three seasons, I think they've been absolutely superb. I think they even had a cup semi-final, didn't they? A yeah, they played ago. Manchester United, didn't they? Or Man City. Um, so, 
might be one of those things to look at again, but we know what our standpoint for the podcast anyway on, on Mr Cook. I think things can come good. As for Sunday's game, um, I think he's looked at us and see, expects a tough game. Um, they've not really had an easy win all season. I mean, going back to last night, they left it even later than Derby did. 98th well, minute, yeah. 98th minute that they scored, uh, whilst they were down to 10 men. Um, but they think that might give him that bit of confidence. Um, he's of the view that, and I, and I think you could see it, as a, as a home fan, Bristol City supporter, I can understand why he thinks they're going to go for a, a 2-0 win for Bristol. Bristol City and he said he got the prediction right last year he actually he actually predicted a draw last year so hopefully that was just beginner's luck and he's going to be wrong on uh, on, on this occasion but yeah good good insight there from uh, from from Max and hopefully we can get that line up and running again for uh, the new year yes yeah that's brilliant um Thorpe, how do you see Saturday going well, you can either say what Adam's got there and a, a, a comfortable home win because we can't play away, they're up the top, they're flying high, etc, etc, or you can take the, the monkey off your back and we go there and we win. And then suddenly you're then asking the, you know, your, all your criticism, you've got to find something new to target to that. Yeah, so... so ah, I'll go 1-0 away win. 1-0 away win, Adam? Uh, God, the luck's got to turn around. It's a cycle. They've got if Cook can get that message across about how well we played. As I said, Bristol City don't do things easily. Uh, they, they can be prone to throw a stinker in. Um, I think we could. I honestly think this could be the one. Sunday game at home for them as well might not be ideal. I'm going to go for a, a two-one win for Wigan. Two-one Wigan win. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'd love to see um, a Wigan win, of course. Um, it's coming. Saturday, last night was Wednesday night was um, more than pleasing. Um, is it going to be Sunday? I'd love it to be, uh, but I'll go with a two-nil Wigan win. It's very positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's fancy it. Not optimistic. Yeah, you're right. At some point, we're going to win. You can't, you can't go forever without winning, can you? No. I mean, I know it might feel like it, but it's going to happen somewhere. I think Fulham went two years of the Premier League without winning a wherever. Yeah, that's different, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Prem. Not at this level. No, so and, and particularly when they come to our place, we, 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 we look far by far the better side and we're picking up three points. Yeah. Most weeks. So, it's, yeah, it's got, a, it's got a break at some point. Yeah. Every team will have a, have a point where they're... And, and, you know, if you look at the reaction to last night, how happy will everybody be? If we pick up a win on Sunday, um, quick. What about the way we're going to? Mugru looks injured. Uh, we're obviously going to have Burn back from suspension. Uh, how do you think we'll line up? Um, oh, tricky one, man. It's a tricky one. No idea. Uh, I thought St- Sterling did nothing wrong last night. Um, do you put Kit Ray in, or do you need some experience? And you put Danny Fox in. Is Fox fit? Because why wasn't he on the bench last night? I thought he would have been on the bench, but. Maybe he's been practicing FIFA for Friday. And Jacobs. Yeah. He's See, they're both out. They there both we are. <laughs> we have cracked it. Cracked it. They were practicing FIFA. Just well, on, I they been sent to play FIFA because yeah, they're surplus. Just quick, quick. I think that the fact that... I think now we're struggling to pick the team, not because we're thinking, oh, we've not got anyone to play there, more that we've got options, genuine options, yeah. which... 
I looked at that bench on uh, particularly Sunday. I was thinking, I mean, it's similar last night, but I thought, why don't we can bring on Gellhart, Pilkington, Windass, Garner, yeah. and then we've got a bit of cover as well in, in defence. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty good, that. All you really need to do is find some away form and find, you know, a stable 11 will come out of regular wins, won't it? It will, it will, and that's, that's what needs to come. Um, I think we can break that away day hoodoo on Sunday and then get back in the saddle for that uh, home game against Swansea. Nice and easy games, coming thick and fast. But you um, the cup as well. The cup's been made now. Isn't yes, it? So we've had our first uh, first buy in the first round. Was it? Was it uh, Chichester? Chichester was it? Yeah, they got a buy um, in the first round of the year. And they donated some money to Barry, aren't they? Yeah, which is a very very lovely uh, gesture. Um, anything else anyone would like to bring to the table before we wrap up tonight's um, episode? Episode. Yeah. Just um, a safe trip to those trial. I won't be there myself. I'm, uh, I'm going on a, a beer tasting adventure on Saturday in uh, in Wilmslow. So um, I, I don't think the the journey. Down to I, did, I did the trip last weekend. I'm, so. I'm beyond. So it is, it's a fur old drive down to Bristol. Yeah, it is. It so is. One thirty kick off. Uh, safe travels to all those going. Um, and bring us back three points. Bring us back three points. Yeah, if you've been going regularly, you definitely deserve to. You do, you do indeed. So if no one else has got anything else, it's uh, good night from me. Good night, good from, night us. from us. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.